Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This week on the Chicago Bears Review. With the NFL's offseason in full swing, Larry D dusts off the mic to break down our beloved additions and subtractions as John Fox and Ryan Pace reshape the team in their image. What moves did they make, and what moves should they have? All of this, plus the controversy on Ray McDonald on this all-new episode of the Chicago Bears Review. Winter is gone, spring is here, and Larry D is back with a brand new episode of the Chicago Bears Review. What's going on, everybody? Larry D back once again, and, uh, you know, it's the free agency review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. Uh, I haven't done a show since, like, January 20th, right after we hired uh, Ryan Pace and uh, John Fox to... uh, Take over the fate of our beloved Chicago Bears and uh, as they look to uh, undo what was done by Tressman and uh, Phil Emery uh, going forward. So uh, lots of interesting moves, uh, some additions and some some, some subtractions. Um, you know, the thing is, I, I announced that I was going to be doing the show. I think I made the announcement Monday night that I was going to be recording the show. And then on Tuesday, all hell broke loose. Uh, the Bears signed three players since I've announced the uh, since I announced the show was coming out. So it's like I had this image of what the show was going to be like when I made the announcement on Monday, and then with everything that went down yesterday uh, and even into today, the Bears signed a th- that third player today. Um, you know, the defense is shaping up into you know into something different like we're you know we're gonna have to have uh you know like placards and and cards to learn these guys names all the new faces that are going to be on the defensive side of the ball uh this year and um you know it's it's uh it's exciting actually uh you know the the mystery of whether or not these all these people that were pulling in from all these different places and and how well will they gel together and uh uh, and everything and uh, also how does this shape what the Bears are going to do uh, in the draft, which is only about five, six weeks, uh, actually less than a, a little, little over a month. Today's the 25th of March, the, uh, the first night of the draft, round number one in Chicago, April 30th. So we're just a, a day, uh, excuse me, a month and, and some change away from the, uh, the next phase of the NFL offseason and, and what I like to call the, the peak of the offseason because after that it's, it's – it's OTAs and, you know, nothing exciting until training camp starts at the end of July. So this is this is a the draft has always been a very bittersweet thing for me. Like I always look forward to the draft. And even though the draft 
is something that like if you just describe it to somebody it's probably the most boring thing on paper that you can imagine and yet i am riveted for all you know what 10 hours of it or you know if actually it's probably more than that uh that it's that it's on television uh throughout the course of the weekend like when they do round one on thursday from pick one down to pick 32 I'm on. I'm watching. I'm not changing the channel. I'm checking it out. Then on Friday night rounds two, th- two and three, also you know impact players and such. Maybe you don't know the names, but you definitely know what the teams are. And you sit there and you listen to. That's where. That's where guys like Mike Mayock and Mel Kiper, Todd McShay. That's where those guys earn their money because you have no idea who most of these players are, but they tell you if this is a good pick, why they make a good fit for this team, and uh, strengths and weaknesses and all that kind of stuff so you know and then round uh round number rounds four through seven uh where you're kind of looking at maybe there was uh this guy that was a name kind of like a michael sam uh from last year who was the biggest name that that was picked in 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 day number three uh is he going to get picked up by somebody uh and things like that why did so and so fall this far in the draft and and so on so uh I don't know. I've always loved watching it on 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 television uh, with the draft and everything, even though, like I said, to describe it to someone who isn't a football fan. Why would you suffer through something like that? Well, what can I say? I'm a football nut and this is basically the last football thing that we're going to be able to enjoy until they start practice in July. So, you know, because even then it's like OTAs are just OTAs. They're they're not hitting each other. They're just kind of, you know, going through the motions and, and whatnot. So um, very excited to see how these these guys are going to gel together. Uh, we'll talk about all the signings, the subtractions, the additions, uh, and so forth. And we're going to carve out a few minutes just to talk about Ray McDonald because that was the big thing that happened yesterday. Uh, the Bears made two signings yesterday. They signed Jarvis Jenkins, a defensive end slash tackle. Uh, played for the Washington Redskins last year, and they signed Ray McDonald, a defensive end from the San Francisco 49ers, who has familiarity with our defensive coordinator Vic Fangio because they were together in San Francisco, as well as DB coach Ed Donatel, who was out in San Francisco with him uh, as well. So, uh, and you know, I saw some tweets yesterday. Uh, it's like somebody posted an, an article online the hate tweets basically from from bear fans who find it despicable that we signed ray mcdonald uh, and so forth and i will address that a little bit later on uh in the show but uh, what do you say we go ahead and and dive in and talk about all the comings and goings the transactions plethora that the bears have done since the last time we talked at the end of january When the free agency period was coming up, there were a lot of, well, not a lot. This actually wasn't the strongest free agency class I've ever seen. Um, You know, maybe a couple of big names that were out there, uh, most of which uh, were franchised by their um, respective franchises, uh, for lack of a better term there. Um, But uh, there were some names out there, uh, Indomitian Sue, uh, Randall Cobb, uh, from the Packers, uh, and so on. Uh, Devin McCourty from the New England Patriots. 
and so on. So those are just a couple of the names uh, that were interesting. Could possibly be uh, a fit or, uh, you know, somebody out there that could help uh, the Bears, especially on the defensive side uh, of the football. Uh, unfortunately, and Dominican Sue um, was basically the Bears were never a contender as far as I know. Uh, in the Indomitian Sioux sweepstakes, signed a record deal uh, with the Miami Dolphins, so he's going to be heading south. So there's there's uh, there's good news on two fronts there. Number one, he's out of the division, so we don't have to see him twice a year uh, anymore. Not only that, he's out of the conference, so we only have to see Indomitian Sioux once every four years. And the good news on top of that is we just played the Dolphins, so we don't have to see Indomitian Sioux until 2018. Uh, so be a nice little absence and not having to worry about him unless, of course, uh, we end up playing the, the, the Dolphins in like the preseason or, God forbid, knock on wood, in the Super Bowl. So anyway, Dominic and Sue, he is out of the uh, division. Uh, would have been nice to have a bite at uh, Demarius Thomas uh, from the Denver Broncos, especially after the move that we made that I'll get to in just a second, but he was franchised by the Broncos. Uh, would have been even sweeter to steal Randall Cobb away from the Packers, but just before free agency began, he re-signed with Green Bay to stay there, so he's going to be terrorizing us for a few more years. Would have been nice to steal Devin McCourty away from the world champion New England Patriots, but instead he decided to stay in New England with the Patriots. And let's see, that's about it that I have uh, for being able to try to you know, pick and choose and, and steal people uh, away from franchises. So on to what the Bears uh, have done. So far, I would have to say the, the biggest move that the Bears have made to date, aside from the one that they made yesterday or Tuesday, well, today is Wednesday, so yesterday would be Tuesday, wouldn't it? Um, we traded away Brandon Marshall, and uh, we did this, I think it was on the first day of free agency or just before uh, one of the two. Uh, traded him away to the New York Jets. So, again, he's out of the division. He's out of the conference. And we just played the Jets last year, so we don't have to see Brandon Marshall until 2018 if he's still in the league uh, by then. But, um, you know, but a guy, in, he's in fantastic shape, doesn't have much of an injury pass, so not much, to th- not much of a reason you wouldn't think that we wouldn't play him unless, of course, he pisses off another organization and they ship him out as well. Um, traded him to the Jets for a fifth-round pick. That's all we got for him. And not only did we <laughs> we give up Brandon Marshall and a seventh-round pick, so I don't understand how that benefits the Bears at all. Uh, you know, they must the, the Jets have must have very must have a very high opinion of their fifth-round pick if we had to throw in a seventh rounder to sweeten the deal. An All-Pro uh, wide receiver uh, wasn't enough. We had to throw in a seventh rounder to complete the deal, but. Uh, we give up Brandon Marshall. He's no longer a Chicago Bear. Uh, on the, you know, personally, it's a move I am not a fan of. I would uh, have much rather kept Marshall on the team. Uh, you know, I guess it's just stuff behind the scenes that we as fans aren't privy to that um, made this a good move uh, for the Bears. Uh, one thing, and I was talking to a friend about this. Um, I also, actually, if I'm not mistaken, was talking to the. Football is America, guys, uh, when I did the interview with them a couple of weeks back, that um, it, it, it might actually help the offense in a way because we got rid of Brandon Marshall, which was a.k.a. Jay Cutler's safety net, which is also the other move that the Bears made or didn't make, I should say, 
uh, were keeping Jay Cutler, and it came basically right down to the wire as far as when the Bears, uh, and, and when I say the Bears, I mean Ryan Pace and John Fox finally endorsed Jay Cutler as their quarterback. Uh, you know, throughout the entire offseason process, in the in the introductory press conferences for Fox and Pace, neither of them would say they had any confidence whatsoever in Jay Cutler as their quarterback. Uh, John Fox basically passed on the opportunity to do so in at the combine uh, as well, and any other opportunities the Bears uh, and you know Pace and Fox have had in front of cameras in front of the media, they would not say for certain what the status of Jay Cutler was and basically that they were evaluating in-house and so on. It basically was until a day or two before uh, the deadline, but a day or two before the Bears basically had to make a decision on whether we were going to keep Jay Cutler because third day of the NFL season, or excuse me, of the new NFL year, because January 1st for the NFL was March, I believe March 10th, the first day of free agency if he was still on the roster three days later 10 million dollars of his 16 million dollar contract for next season for 2016 not this year but for next season was guaranteed so we were on the hook for 10 million dollars for jay cutler for next season if he was still on the roster and was basically like a day before uh that was going to that was going to kick in before the bears finally came out and said Jay Cutler is going to be our quarterback. We're sticking with him uh, going forward. So um, back to my original point, no Brandon Marshall means Jay Cutler can't always be looking for Brandon Marshall. Uh, I mean, if, if you guys go back to the very first year that we had Brandon Marshall on the team, um, Alshon Jeffrey's rookie year where he was kind of in and out of the lineup, whether it be for, you know, wasn't good enough to get on the field or the fact that he was banged up for most of his rookie season. Um, Brandon Marshall had like 120 something catches and our next closest wide receiver was Devin Hester with like 32 or something. When you're close to 90 catches better than the next best receiver on the team, that's a problem. Now, Matt Forte was probably somewhere in there in the 60s or 70s catching balls out of the backfield in 2012. But that big a differential between your number one and number two receiver is outrageous. So and even with the emergence of. Alshon Jeffrey in 2013, when Jay Cutler was on the field, he was always looking for Brandon Marshall. So without Brandon Marshall being on the f being on the team anymore, he'll be forced to to look around. So now we have Alshon Jeffrey is basically a number one receiver on the team now. That may or may not change. We'll talk about that a little bit later on uh, in the show. Uh, we um, we also we still have Marquise Wilson. Um, so we have that. We still have Martellus Bennett. So the the cupboard is not bare by, by losing uh, Brandon Marshall. And on top of that, we signed Eddie Royal to a three-year contract, uh, signed him away from the San Diego Chargers. He was also, uh, if he didn't win it, he was damn close to winning Offensive Rookie of the Year um, in 2008, uh, his one and only season with Jay Cutler uh, in Denver. He had something like 90 catches, like over 1,000 yards, uh, receiving, and that was the year that Jay Cutler went to the Pro Bowl. So maybe that's something that we can uh, duplicate once again uh, with uh, with those guys out here. So Eddie Royal uh, joins the wide receiving core, uh, and uh, you know, obviously we we still have Jeffrey, we still have uh, Marquise Wilson, 
and so on. So it's um, like I said, the cupboard is not bare on the offensive side of the ball. We still have Martellus Bennett. We still have our offensive line, which hopefully will will be healthy and stay healthy uh, this season. And of course, we have Forte uh, in the backfield. So we're going to be okay on the offensive side of the ball. So it's the defense where where the the more important moves uh, have come so far uh, in this off season. Uh, first of all, we're saying goodbye to Stephen Paya. Um, his rookie contract expired, so he became a free agent. He signed a deal with the Washington Redskins. He's a better fit for them with the Bears going to the to the four to the three four. Uh, the Washington Redskins run a four three. He was uh, better suited to be out there uh, to be a defensive tackle in their in their scheme than he was to try to squeeze into the three uh, four that the Bears have. And believe me, we're going to have enough problems trying to get guys uh, squeezed into that. Uh, you know, like the fact that all of our defensive ends just became outside linebackers um, from 4-3 to 3-4. See how Jared Allen and uh, uh, Willie, Willie Young and Lamar Houston and how those guys are going to handle being outside linebackers now uh, in this brand new defensive uh, scheme uh, that we're going to be running. But Steven Paya is gone. The Bears officially announced they were not going to pursue uh, re-signing Lance Briggs so he is now a former Bear even though you know his contract ran out and was officially a free agent he's officially not coming back no such announcement that I'm aware of has been made uh, on Peanut Tillman so I guess we haven't officially closed the book on Charles Tillman uh, as a Bear but I don't haven't heard any discussions about uh, the Bears trying to to bring him back or if there's any deal uh, on the table uh, so far. Uh, as far as additions are concerned, uh, like I said, we did sign uh, Eddie Royal. Uh, our big free agent acquisition up to this point uh, is our new outside linebacker, Pernell McPhee. Not exactly a name that strikes fear in the heart of anyone, quite frankly, but uh, McPhee's a bad boy. Seven and a half sacks last year in limited duty uh, for the Baltimore Ravens is coming off the uh, coming off the bench and sharing the field with guys like Elvis Dumerville uh, and Terrell Suggs out there in Baltimore still managed to get seven and a half sacks for himself I think with something like 30 plus tackles forced fumbles and so on um, describes himself as a violent player so hopefully this is a guy that's going to bring some kind of edge or kind of swagger uh, to the defense because the 3-4 you know if you watch the 3-4 it's a much more it's a much more fast-paced a much more aggressive uh, style of defense uh, then the four three is the four three is is almost always a like a like a zone kind of uh, you know bump and run almost kind of thing uh, in coverage very soft zones and uh, and so on the three four is more of a man coverage type scheme so your players have to be faster and they have to have more of an aggressive kind of edge to them and uh, hopefully McPhee will be uh, be able to bring that along with him uh, to the Bears five years forty million dollars for for McPhee big money for a guy that I've never heard of before so um, he is going to be you know a bear and he's going to be wearing Steven Paya's number he's going to be number 92 uh, the other big signing the Bears made uh, early on in free agency Antrell Roll uh, the safety from the New York Giants uh, won a Super Bowl out there with the Giants 
and uh, he's going to be a safety that's going to try to help solidify that safety position for the Bears, a three-year deal uh, for Antro Roll. Uh, I was actually very happy that, that we made this happen with Antro Roll. I would have much rather had him in 2010 when we tried to sign him the first time uh, when he was a 27, 28-year-old uh, safety rather than signing a 32-year-old Antro Roll. But uh, to his credit, that four-year deal he signed with the Giants back in 2010, he played every single game of that uh, of that four-year contract, including a playoff run that won him a Super Bowl in 2011. So, you know, with guys like Eddie Royal, uh, Pernell McPhee, Antro Roll, uh, if the the other the one thing aside from being, well, actually they're not all defensive players, so we take that off the board. But the thing that these guys have in common is that Baltimore, the Giants, the uh, the Chargers, these are teams that have been to the playoffs. You know, the Giants won a Super Bowl in 2011. The Chargers have been to the, the playoffs the last couple of years. Uh, the Ravens just won a Super Bowl in 2012, been in the Super Bowl, or excuse me, been in the playoffs, uh, you know, or just in the playoffs last year uh, as well. Uh, you know, the... the mm, uh, Ray, Mc, Ray McDonald, the guy that we just signed, you know, with the 49ers, aside from the 2014 season, they've always, they, you know, they've been in the playoffs recently. It's it's like, you know, Ryan Pace, John Fox seem to be bringing in players that are familiar with success. These are guys that have been to the postseason and actually, uh, Eddie, you know, uh, McPhee, uh, Ray McDonald and um, Antro Roll have all been in a Super Bowl. Uh, McPhee and Roll won the Super Bowl. Ray McDonald came just short against McPhee and the Ravens in 2012. So that is the mentality that Ryan Pace and John Fox are bringing along with them. You know, Ryan Pace won a Super Bowl in 2009 uh, with the Saints. John Fox in the Super Bowl in 2013 with the uh with the the Denver Broncos was in the playoffs last year you know uh you know went into the the, the divisional round last season won 12 games a year the last three seasons so they're they're bringing in a people and you know bringing in uh, players that not only have a certain level of talent but are bringing in a, a mentality and an expectation of winning these guys are familiar with winning these guys are familiar with January football because we haven't been familiar with January football since 2010, our, our you know lone playoff run in this decade. So it's um, you know that's something else to keep your mind, your your eyes open to uh, with the guys that they are are bringing along into the organization. These are guys that at some point have been familiar with success and you know postseason um, football uh, in the last. Uh, few years a few other additions the bears have made uh we're gonna have a new long snapper thomas gafford i forget where we got him from forgot to write that down dante rosario bringing him back re-sign him to a one-year deal uh jimmy clausen re-sign him zach miller you guys remember him the first two games of the uh preseason caught those two touchdown passes uh, in that preseason game against the eagles caught another one in the jaguars uh game the second week and then suffered a foot injury in that jaguar game finished him for the entire season i i, I said back then when i heard about what happened to him i hope the bears give him another chance this year in 2015 
my wishes were answered. Zach Miller's going to come back and get another shot to make the squad in 2015. Hopefully the injury bug will stay away from him and, you know, let him figure it out himself instead of having, you know, nature do it for him. You know what I mean? So he'll get another shot. Um, we're bringing in a new offensive lineman, Vladimir Dukas, uh, played, I believe, with the Ravens, but also with the, uh, the New York Jets uh, as well. Let's see. Anybody else? And then the, 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 the addition the Bears made today, uh, Mason Foster, an inside linebacker, signed him away from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team not really familiar with success and not for several years now. But, uh, you know, a, a good young player, uh, made a lot of starts down there uh, in Tampa Bay. Didn't play much last year. He was kind of on and off the field. I think he was battling some injuries. Um, a lot of these guys are on one-year prove-it deals. Um, you basically Jarvis Jenkins, the one the one that we signed on Tuesday, defensive end, one year deal with the Bears. Mason Foster, one year deal with the Bears. Ray McDonald, one year deal uh, with the Bears. Same thing for Vladimir Dukas, Zach Miller, Jimmy Clausen, uh, Dante Rosario, all one year deals. These guys are here today, gone tomorrow. And I think the other you know the other reason for that is you know what Ryan Pace said in his introductory press conference uh, back in January, which was. He wants to build a team through the draft. I was talking to uh, a buddy of mine, Ryan Simmons, uh, on the phone the other day, and I had just seen just I had just seen something on Twitter that said that right now there are 57 active players on the Green Bay Packer roster. There are 57 players signed to the Packers right now. 56 of them have only played for the Packers. The one person who hasn't played for the Packers his whole career was Julius Peppers. Out of the 57 people on the, on the football team, 56 of them have never played for another team. And that's what the Bears are going for. Now, I don't know if they're going to you know, get 99% success like that, but it would be nice to not bring in 35 brand-new players every year uh, the way that we have. Um, also, what you're seeing Ryan Pace, our new general manager, do is these he's filling in these needs that we have. We needed help up front on the defensive line. We needed help on, you know, with the outside linebacker position. We needed a safety for sure. He's going out and he's filling these needs so we can do what he said he wanted to do, which was use free agency as a tool so that when you get to the draft, you're dressed, you're drafting the best player available you're not drafting for need now there's still some holes we could use some depth in there but that's what the later rounds are for i think he was specifically talking about you know first round second round third round those are where you want to take the best player available and then you draft for depth and for need in those later rounds i believe you know or actually more for depth not so much for need uh in the in the you know fourth fifth and sixth uh, uh rounds so you know, it's it's been an interesting uh, off season. Uh, the other thing I don't think that we had a chance to talk about before was uh, we hired an offensive coordinator since the last time we talked. Adam Gase, who actually interviewed for our head coaching position before we hired Ryan Pace, actually. Um, he is our offensive coordinator. He was actually within a hair of being the head coach in San Francisco. But uh, I think he refused to. Uh, bring in a defensive coordinator or something something it was very much kind of like a Bruce Arians type situation where Bruce Arians was going to be the coach with the Bears but didn't want to keep Rod Marinelli 
and instead, you know, goes on to Arizona and look what happened out there. Uh, instead of uh, taking the job with the uh, 49ers and and doing what they wanted him to do with with their with the team, he went ahead and said no. Later on, after the Bears hired John Fox, he uh, sticks with John Fox and comes to uh, the Bears as our brand new uh, offensive coordinator. So, uh, you know, it's it's almost like an embarrassment of riches that we have uh, at the off in, uh, in the coaching staff. Now, we went from having one of the weakest staffs, almost laughable, especially with the way they performed last year uh, in, the, in the entire league with our coaching staff, to now having John Fox, an experienced uh, head coach, uh, won a Super Bowl as an assistant, has been to two Super Bowls with two different teams as a head coach. Adam Gase, probably the hottest offensive coordinator uh, in the league over the last several years. And we got Vic Fangio, a proven defensive coordinator with a high success rate um, on you know the teams that he's uh, coached uh, in in recent years, so it's looking really good uh, for the Bears on paper. Of course, we got to do it on the field. On paper, uh, there's a reason to be excited, and and signing some of these players is definitely a uh, reason to be uh, optimistic. And we still have the draft to go. I'm very interested to see what this uh, what this new regime is going to do with the draft because if you try to look at a mock draft and see what uh, see what we got going on there you're not going to get a straight answer for anybody because they you know those those experts on nfl.com uh daniel jeremiah bucky brooks uh you know charles davis all those guys i'd looked at all their mock drafts all three guys have a different player at number seven for the bears that's what's happening all over the place for the bears it could be anybody from from marcus Mariota, and don't get me started on what i'm going to do if that happens um Shane Ray, the defensive end from Missouri. Danny Shelton, the nose tackle from Washington. Um, Amari Cooper, the wide receiver from Alabama. Or the uh, Trey, uh, Trey, Trey Waynes, the cornerback from Michigan State, uh, and so on. It's across the board. It's all over the place uh, where they think, where the experts think the Bears uh, are going to go with this. So we'll have to uh, sit back and see. So. And uh, real quick, while I'm thinking about it, uh, we're gonna our next new episode is gonna come in the next uh, week or two. Uh, I've set up an interview with uh, Scott Wright from NFLDraftCountdown.com. Now Scott's an old friend of of mine or ours, I could say. When uh, Ryan Simmons and I were together and we did the uh, work together, I should say, um, and did the Sports Talk Underground. Uh, podcast years ago we had scott on the show a couple of times a few years in a row actually to uh to talk about the nfl draft uh, uh with us and i uh sent out an email asked him if he wanted to be on this show so we could talk about the bears and uh you know how the 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 new regime and their mentality their focus and the moves that they've made and so on how does he think that it's going to shape up not necessarily not even in the first round but through round, we got, we don't have a seventh round pick. So rounds one through six, you know, what should the Bears focus on? Who does he, you know, who does he like for the Bears to be picking, uh, and so on. So when I was emailing him, uh, he was working on the latest mock draft uh, for his website. So check it out, NFLDraftCountdown.com uh, is the website, and Scott Wright, the uh, president of the nfl draft countdown.com website will be on the show uh as soon as i set up the uh interview 
uh, that's when we'll be getting to uh, you know to doing the show, and I'll let you guys know uh, when that's going to be out. We'll be talking about the draft in general, but more specifically for us and this show, talking about the Bears, what he thinks they should do, what will they do, and why. So you can look forward to that sometime in April before the draft. Scott Wright from NFLDraftCountdown.com on the Chicago Bears review. So anyway, I'm uh, you know promised it before. We have Ray McDonald, a brand new defensive lineman for the Chicago Bears. And uh, let's take a minute and talk about Ray McDonald and what I think of that move for our beloved. Yes, one more thing. I wanted to mention this before I get into the Ray McDonald thing. It's official, folks. The Chris Conti era in Chicago, it's over. It is over. It's dead and gone. Not just because his rookie contract expired and he was a free agent, but he signed with another team. He is now he's Lovey Smith's problem again. He decided to sign a contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers along with Henry Melton who's already done in Dallas. Uh, they reunite with Lovey in Tampa Bay to see if they can reignite some of that old success that they had together uh, in Chicago. But Chris Conti, no longer a problem for us Bear fans, and not to mention we get to see those guys. <laughs> so hopefully Jay Cutler will have the best passing day of his life throwing into a secondary where Chris, Chris Conti is uh, trolling the field. So I'm, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that happening uh, this season we tra we travel to Tampa Bay so that's that's the disappointing part there we don't uh, Chris we don't get to welcome Chris Conti back to Soldier Field uh, this year but uh, you know small blessings I suppose but uh, he's gone no longer a Chicago Bear no longer there for us to worry and get sick over while we uh, while we watch him stink up the field, and when he's not doing that, knocking himself out cold with every player that he runs into, and then saying stupid things about, yeah, I'd rather die 10 or 15 years sooner than, uh, you know, uh, n not have concussions uh, or whatever. So uh, when I was speaking to Ron from uh, the Football is America uh, podcast uh, last week, I told him that, uh, you know, well, if I was Chris Conti, I, I, I might not want to. Uh, you know, I might want to die not remembering I was Chris Conti either. So uh, maybe that will benefit him having Alzheimer's, uh, you know, when he's 36 years old uh, somewhere down the road because he's an idiot. Uh, anyway, on to a, another controversial topic, which would be the Bears signing of defensive tackle or defensive end actually is what he'll be. Uh, in the 3-4, but Ray McDonald signed him to a one-year, and this is the direct quote from Ryan Pace, it's a one-year prove-it deal. So he comes in on a one-year deal. He's a um, a character issue uh, kind of guy. He uh, has uh, a history recently of uh, domestic abuse uh, and everything. The, th the thing about it, though, and not to forgive anything because I don't, um, he hasn't been convicted of anything. Uh, then the, it's been the last couple of years. Uh, last year, I believe, or towards the end of 2013, uh, was uh, arrested for domestic 
violent. And it, from what I'm reading, it sounds like he and his wife or fiance were fighting. Not that necessarily that he was beating her, but they were fighting because uh, from what I read, it, they were both scratched and bruised up. So obviously with a man of his size, there aren't many women on the planet he can go toe-to-toe with. So, uh, you know, generally that's not going to go his way no matter what they were fighting over. And then uh, last season, before the year started, Ray McDonald was arrested uh, for sexual assault. Now, those charges were dropped, and uh, he is actually suing uh, the woman that accused him uh, of sexual assault, basically, you know, defamation of character, that kind of thing. But um, he hasn't had the best history during his tenure uh, in the NFL. Uh, In his early years uh, in the league, he was pulled over a couple of times uh, for DUI. Uh, then he was arrested at one point because uh, there was a warrant out for his arrest because he hadn't shown proof that he'd completed uh, like the, you know, basically the drunk driving program uh, or something like that. So he's he's been, basically it's been a lot of poor decisions on his part, not to, you know, not to mention the fact that the whole domestic abuse, uh, you know, sexual assault uh, mess uh, that he's gotten into. Um, more so troubling to me was how violent of a reaction it produced from some Bear fans. Like, this is a disgraceful move. Uh, I'm, you know, not going to be wearing a Bears jersey anymore um, and so on. Um, my my answer to that is, uh, yeah, grow up. Seriously, it's... I'm, Base as far as the eye of the law is, you know, as far in the eyes of the law, Ray McDonald was never convicted or anything of these charges. So, you know, and this is not coming from a place that says, "Hey, we need him." You know, we were terrible on defense. Football's got nothing to do with this. You know, obviously, as far as football is concerned, and if it was just a football move, it's a no-brainer. The guy was was a successful. You know, big contributor for the 49ers when he was playing. He barely played at all uh, last year because basically they put him on the shelf while this all was getting shook out last year. So he basically had the year off last year. He did, however, play against the Bears week two last season, but, um, you know, pretty much did not play much at all uh, last year. And the 49ers cut him in December before the end of the season. So. Uh, you know, this is a guy that as, as far as it being a football move, it's a no brainer because he's a you know, he is a solid football player. He is a contributor uh, on one of the better defenses in the league over the last several years. You know, from that standpoint, it would be stupid for us not to go after a Ray McDonald. Now, obviously, the character issue is is where it becomes uh, high risk, high reward. Uh, kind of thing his his history suggests he's going to get himself uh, in some kind of trouble but Ray McDonald is now 30 years old he's going to turn 31 at some point between now and the start of the season is I think it's what I read uh, earlier today so maturity has to be part of it also the fact that you know he got cut uh, by by his by his team he was unemployed he wasn't working and he had this you know disdain on his reputation uh, and everything I got to think that the Bears signing him might be the thing that helps him it uh, you know to help him turn over a new leaf because he's been shown that he's not untouchable anymore because look at it 
the, the all those infractions that he had, the, all those five, six things with there were two DUIs, then the arrest for the DUI, the um, the domestic violence, the the the, the sexual assault thing, uh, all of that was he kept his job after all of that while he was in San Francisco the whole time. He was still on the field. He was still playing. You know, maybe he pays a fine here or there, but he still had a job. And even when he wasn't on the field, when he was basically suspended with pay from the 49ers last year, it wasn't until the December when the season was almost over that they finally cut him. Then it becomes real. Now, all of a sudden, it, it's, you know, it's a reality that, uh, yeah, you can you know, they won't just uh, turn their head the other way and uh, make sure that you get there on the field on Sunday. Winning isn't that important uh, to, you know, to the NFL team. So they will go ahead and, uh, you know, there's always somebody else they can bring in to take your place. And maybe it won't be as good as you, so they'll bring in two guys to take your place instead of just one. And and I think that, that maybe that was the wake-up call that Ray McDonald needed. So in, in, in essence, I think the 49ers did him a huge favor uh, by cutting him. And like I said, not again f- from a football standpoint, because from a football standpoint, like I said, it's a no-brainer that the Bears sign him, much like it was a no-brainer for the Cowboys from a football standpoint to sign Greg Hardy uh, when he was a free agent last week from the uh, Carolina Panthers. Absolute no-brainer if you're talking about just the guy on the football field. But here it is. It's more of a character issue, and I, I, I don't like. I said I'm not going to condone anything that the guy did, but he wasn't convicted of anything. Uh, you know, no charges were were brought. Basically, he, he you know he got arrested, he got processed, and basically that was it. Charges were dropped for insufficient evidence. And, you know, the the assailant basically withdrew her charge on him for the sexual assault thing. So he sued her uh, for doing it because it was basically it wasn't true from the from the beginning. And, uh, you know, his case is still being reviewed by the by the NFL. He may or may not have to serve some suspension time uh, for that. But we'll have to wait and see uh, on what happens there. But it's um, I think that. you know, I think that him being cut by the 49ers personally, I think that may have been the the wake up call that he needed all along. Like maybe he gets uh, maybe this is the slap in the face that he needed so that, like I said, now it's it's real. Now he knows there are consequences because what were the consequences before? You know, he gets arrested. There's a headline on Sports Center. The coaches are pissed at you, but they're still going to let you play uh, on Sunday. No, the, the, the organization uh, told you to clean out your locker and, and get the hell out of the building and uh, don't come back because you're done now. So, you know, and also the fact that uh, a guy of Ray Level's talent and production uh, would, should have his choice of any team that he wants to go to pretty much. And, you know, I think at this point teams weren't exactly knocking down his door to get him on their roster because – of what he's done because of you know regardless of the fact that he's been uh convicted of it he can't seem to keep himself out of trouble uh throughout his tenure uh in the league and uh, you know kind of all happened bang 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 2011 2011 you know 2012 2013 2014 boom 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 boom. uh this guy is constantly um on sports center he's constantly in headlines and never for 
good things or never for the good for the right reasons uh, or anything like that you know and some of those tweets that i was reading yesterday uh about how the the bears are basically selling their soul to the devil and and all that kind of stuff or, or basically people turning their back on the team because they signed this one guy um i think it's ridiculous i mean i know that we bear fans we're a passionate bunch and uh you know we're very hard on our sleeve uh kind of uh kind of group of people and we love this team with our whole heart and you know we seem to take these things to heart a little bit uh you know more than than some other uh fan bases uh might but uh yeah you, you gotta get over yourself on this one uh it, it's almost like um and this is probably going to be a horrible analogy, but it's the one that's popped into my head. Um, you know, it's like supporting our troops. You know, you don't support the war for a second, but you got to support the guys that have to go out and fight the war. So, uh, you know, you so you support the troops regardless of what the troops have to do. And in this case, the troops are the bears, <laughs> and Ray McDonald is the war. Like I said, it's a terrible analogy, but forgive me. It's, you know, I'm 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 not necessarily supporting Ray McDonald. I'm supporting the bears, and that's why you know. And I'm rooting for Ray McDonald to be successful because his success is the bears' success and, and going forward. And also, everyone and, and and I know a lot of people. This is not only his second chance, third chance, fourth chance, whatever. Everybody deserves a second chance. And like I said, he hasn't been convicted of anything. So in the eyes of the law, he hasn't done anything. He hasn't been convicted of that. So, and, you know, no more DUIs and all that kind of stuff. And like I said, him getting cut by the 49ers, like I said, was probably a good thing for him because now he sees the true consequences of his actions as far as the thing that he loves, how he feeds his family, how he pays his bills, uh, playing football, his livelihood was taken from him because of these actions of his. So, you know, let's just hope for it. You know, be optimistic for Christ's sake. Let's let's just do that. And uh, you know, you don't have to like Ray McDonald, but he's on the team, folks. It's a done deal. Okay. And on top of that, it's a one-year prove-it deal. So if he screws up, guess what? He's gone. That's it. It's over. He's done. So it's not like we signed him to a you know five-year, $50 million deal uh, with $30 million in guaranteed money. We're not on the hook for anything, okay? I, w I would wager that a guy like him doesn't, that, you know, going, going into this deal, he doesn't have any guarantees. Basically, if you make the team, we'll pay you. And while you're on the team, we'll pay you. That's it. There's no... Uh, you know, guarantees or big money or anything like that. It's a one-year deal to basically prove that you're serious about being a football player on and off the field. And if you don't, good luck f trying to find someone else to believe in you. So, you know, Vic Fangio, who's familiar with Ray McDonald, vouched for him. Ed Donatel, another guy that was in San Francisco with Ray McDonald, vouches for him and so on. So he's got people out there that are speaking for him that are saying you know putting their reputations on the line as well saying that uh you know he's worth the uh he's worth the risk he's worth the pr hit that we'll take for signing him 
and now he just has to prove himself, prove that he's serious, and just focus on football and uh, be a good Chicago Bear. And, and maybe he'll be a great Chicago Bear, and he'll lead us into the playoffs. Who knows? But basically my message in this long diatribe of mine is everybody relax, okay? Not to, to quote our greatest enemy in Aaron Rodgers, but relax. Everything's going to be all right. And it's not the end of the world. You know, it's a one-year deal. If he screws up between now and training camp, guess what? The Bears are going to cut him. That's it. They're going to get rid of him because he screwed up and he already broke his promise that he made to George McCaskey, the boss. He sat down and had a talk with George McCaskey, and after that, McCaskey believed that this kid had turned over a new leaf or that he was serious about his commitment to football, that he wanted to be on the team. So that's when the Bears signed him. That's what it took. You know, it's not like the Bears didn't do their homework on this thing. They did do their homework. They had a face-to-face with the kid to see whether or not he was sincere and genuine in his uh, promise to be a good citizen again. And he's convinced the Bears that he that he will be. And he's going to get a chance to prove himself right or wrong. So he's either going to go out there and uh, do what he said or he's going to basically get himself kicked out of the league um, for good because, you know, when when some team sticks their neck out there and they give you another chance and then you make them look like fools, there's there's no there's there's not going to be a third team that'll do it for you. I just don't see that happening. So anyway, I was uh, like I said, from a football standpoint, I think it's a no brainer. He's definitely an upgrade at the defensive line position, not to mention the fact he knows Vic Fangio's defense because he was just playing in it last year among, you know, not to mention the few years before. And, you know, he's familiar with the 3-4, so he can come in. And this also gives him a chance to be a leader as well because he knows what everyone else is learning. He already knows it. So he can come in and help other players uh, and so on. So that is, uh, you know, just stay positive, folks. It's not the end of the world, okay? Like I said, we did not sign him to a five-year, $50 million deal with $30-plus million in guaranteed money. We're not on the hook for anything. It's a one-year veteran minimum, no-guaranteed money contract. He's, he's basically got an invitation to training camp. That's it. He has to take care of the rest. So it's up to him to prove whether or not he's worthy of it. So we're going to see if Ray McDonald will be able to pull it off and uh, – you know, man up and play football or if he's going to goof around or, you know, if he's going to be a derelict and smack his girlfriend around again and, uh, you know, if that's what actually happened or whatever, he gets arrested again. It's done. So everybody needs to calm down, okay? Not the end of the world that we signed this guy. Somebody should give him a chance. Why shouldn't it be the Bears? The Bears actually never done anything like this that I'm familiar with. Anyway, aside from Brandon Marshall, of course. But, uh, you know, it's uh it's it's not that everybody just needs to relax okay just you know some of the stuff i was reading yesterday made me ashamed to be a bears fan and that's why i felt like i i had to uh talk about it some of the things people were saying with you know how what a disgrace it is or the bears are selling out or you know what a way to start off the new regime you know signing this scumbag and all the rest of that okay fine whatever and when ray mcdonald you know has an all pro season for us and he's your new favorite player 
Yeah, I'll I'll remember that you said that when when all of a sudden you're wearing a Ray McDonald jersey in Soldier Field next year. So anyway, just everybody needs to calm down. Let let what's going to unfold unfold. We'll see what happens if if Ray McDonald wants to play football, if he wants to be an idiot, and if he wants to be an idiot, there's no it's no harm no foul for the Bears. Big deal. He, it failed, so he's gone. That's it. It's over with. So like I said, everyone just needs to relax. So Anyway, that's going to do it uh, for my uh, for my. Let me step down off the soapbox here real quick uh, about uh, Ray McDonald. And you know, just want to wrap things up here. Uh, like I said, we're going to have Scott Wright from NFLDraftCountdown.com on the show in the next couple of weeks. So keep your eyes uh, on the Facebook page. Go just go to Facebook, search the Chicago Bears Review, and uh, check it out. And um, you know, keep your eyes open. Uh, join the group, and uh, you know, I'll keep you updated on uh, when it is. I'm gonna air the, you know, talk to Scott Wright, and when the when the interview uh, will be up, we'll be talking about uh, that'll be our NFL draft preview show, and then of course after that we'll have the draft review show, and then uh, you know that will take us into the spring, and then right around June or so when the NFL draft when the NFL magazines and stuff start coming out, we'll start doing our our preview episodes talking about our 2015 opponents in the NFC West, the AFC West, and then our same place opponents this year are the Washington Redskins and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because our beloved finished in last place. (sighs) Anyway, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Like I said, should be uh, around the middle of April or so, I would say at the latest that we'll have Scott Wright on the show. He told me to email him on Monday, and that's where we're going to pin down a date for the interview to do that, and uh, we'll go from there. So, uh, you know, also go ahead and check out the Football is America podcast. I had a good time uh, on the show talking to those guys. Uh, they're an all-NFL type show. I thought about doing one of those for a long time, um, but, uh, you know, these guys are serious about it, interviewing people from all over the place they've got basically they've got an interview for basically every team uh so far uh, the, the one that i listened to before i did the interview with them I talked to a guy for an hour about the tennessee titans i mean who cares about the tennessee titans they talked about it for an hour and it was interesting so uh you know like i said with the the batch of interviews there was me i think somebody with the falcons and there's one with the giants and so on and so forth doing that for all 32 teams so these guys are putting some work in so uh, go ahead and listen to the show, Football is America. You can find that on iTunes, along with this glorious podcast, the Chicago Bears Review. And the reason I was on the show is because Ron is a fan of the Chicago Bears Review. So he t- told me that uh, listen to the show while he was deployed uh, overseas at war, and that's, that's uh, extremely flattering. So, Ron, if you're listening, I appreciate that, buddy. I'd, I've I've heard people tell me that they listen to the show all over the world and never heard that anyone listened to it while they were there and had way more important things to do to listen to my crappy little show. So anyway, thank you for that. And thank you guys all for listening. Like I said, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with Scott Wright from NFLDraftCountdown.com. Check out his website. Uh, He's putting up his new mock draft soon. So let's see who he thinks the Bears are going to be drafting in this new mock draft. And uh, check out Football is America. And uh, check me out in a couple of weeks. When I come back, we'll get the ball rolling as this offseason slowly treads along and gets us back to the end of the summer when football will finally come back. So until then, folks, my name is Larry D. And as always, this has been the Chicago Bears Review.
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.